Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. We have a great episode in store for you this week. Mike Cromie, uh, one of my favorite kids from high school, um, he uh, he didn't disappoint. No, not at all. And uh, much more introspective. And uh, we did a lot of soul searching in this episode. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we 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 did some deep dives. There was a an unplanned event in Mike's life uh, that just you know was fascinating to to hear about. Um, and you know, just where he is now, he sounds like he's in a great place. It's, you know, it's all just good good things, good vibes from Mike. Yeah, and especially because he's such an, a determined individual, and then he has he planned out his life, and then to go through, you know, something so you know, monumental, uh, is, was really cool. And he took it in stride. He's just, it was just so great. Uh, and he followed up afterwards saying he had a terrific time and he's really excited about this whole project. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever think of Mike Cromie and not smile a little bit. He's a fun guy. Hope you guys yeah. enjoy. Hey everybody. Thanks for coming out. Um, or listening you're not going anywhere you're just somewhere listening uh my name is jay wilson and i'm joe arner and this is crimson, crimson sheen. sheen we almost uh, got that one we're getting better yeah we, we're getting better it's just, i mean it's still bad it's still up. very bad <laughs> so so this is a a show that uh, is just about connecting with old friends uh people that we were close to people that we knew grew up with but it's for a very, very limited audience. We're going, if I've talked to Jay and I said, if it gets but above five listeners, we, we better shut this down. <laughs> I mean, we got your mom and my mom. <laughs> we uh, got our moms. Our moms. <laughs> hi, mom. My nice mom will to... listen to half a show and then she'll go, <laughs> oh, that was a nice thing. Are you still trying to do that? And then she'll just stop listening. I said that to somebody and, oh, I said it to my, to Chelsea. Chelsea's my significant other. And she said, I don't think your mom wants to hear these. I don't think <laughs> even your mom will not be listening. So. Nobody is interested. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if people will go back and listen to their own episodes or if they'll be more interested in other people. Like, cause I, I don't know. I think I'd be interested to know. I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll find out. The, yeah. The episodes that we've done so far have been extremely fun and interesting to do. And I dare say, this might be one of the greatest episodes that we'll have uh, yeah. because of our guest. I'm excited about guest. it. Uh, this is, and just, uh, just, just to give you some uh, background too, we're uh, two buds. We've, uh, we've been friends for 30 years. We've kept in touch over the years. And uh, we grew up in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. We went to Stroudsburg High School, graduated in 1997. Uh, and these are the people uh, that we grew up with, and we're just kind of reconnecting with them. More than just social media, uh, we're asking them questions, getting to know them, talking about our memories together, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and I just want to introduce our our guest for today, um, Michael Joseph Cromie. Wow, Mike, yes. Mikey, Mickey. Chromedone, chromosomes, Lejerk, which I kind of want to hear about what that means. Chromus, domus, chrome, chromie. Yeah, I probably went a little overboard writing all those in there myself. <laughs> well, you know, now it's sort of coming back to me. Did you used to work on the yearbook? 
I did. Yes. Oh. Because I, but that, that was strictly because I wanted to go to New York on a field trip, which we never took. Oh, interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, the yearbook staff is supposed to go to New York on a field trip. I, I like believe so. Or something. I, you know, I don't really remember why they even went there. I just knew there was a trip and I could take an elective. So I was like, yep, sign me up for that. And it never happened because the teacher who was advising the yearbook ended up quitting or leaving or something. We got somebody new and, uh, and she was just batshit crazy. So we never did anything. Really? (laughs) That's an interesting. I think I know who that is. uh, Maybe we won't name names. Should we not name names? (laughs) Let her tune in as a listener. <laughs> She'll know who she is. That's, it's funny. I'm thinking about this, but you were like, if you're on the face, the, the yearbook committee, you're kind of like the Facebook curator of our class. Like you get to pick what goes in and what people remember. And like, like you kind of get to pick and choose all the cool stuff that you, you want to go in there. Yeah. There are a lot of cool pictures to go through. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of had their own responsibilities as to like what page they were responsible for. And so, you know, I had my list. I don't remember exactly what uh, what they were, but like doing the layout, doing the write up, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it's, speaking of pictures, there is a picture of you in the yearbook. Uh, and I don't know if you remember this picture, this particular picture, but I remember seeing it and going, that's not a that's not a high school student. That's not the kid that I knew in middle school. And it's you and you're in the middle of a, like a bicep curl <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. your your arms. Uh, do you remember that that picture, Jay? I yes, do. I, he's I got the, curl the, uh, bar the T-shirt. I think the T-shirt was like a, was white and had some kind of like zebra print on it. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like uh, some type of, uh, uh, what do you call those? The codes that they scan at the register or they used to. Like oh, like to a barcode? Like a barcode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, I just remember opening, a, just going to that page and being completely impressed and, and thinking, now I. Uh, now I you was... say that and, you know, I'm completely embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> because. But I knew, so I had, uh, I think I knew you more so in middle school because our parents were friends. Yes. Is that right? How, why yeah. were our parents friends? How did they get to know each other? Do you remember? I have no idea. Yeah, weird. I, you know, and I, I talked to my mom literally every morning when I drive to work. And uh, and I told her oh, I was so sitting down with you guys tonight. And she goes, oh, that Joey Arner. I, I wonder how he's doing. <laughs> You know, and uh, you wow. know, I haven't, I haven't talked to his mom in years. You know, it's like I, I you know, she's uh, she lives in Forks now, Forks Township. So, like anybody that she was uh, connected with in in Stroudsburg has been, you know, she's kind of lost contact with all those people. So, well, you got to tell her I said hi, and tell her, you know, the state of my life is I'm doing a podcast with my high school buddies. What does that tell you? <laughs> she doesn't quite know what that is. So I had to explain it to her, oh, okay. but, uh, but she'll subscribe with her new Apple watch. <laughs> uh, so let's, we usually start off the show kind of uh, give some background for the audience of like what we remember about Mike. Uh, and I go first. I, I didn't go to elementary school with Mike. I guess we started middle school together. 
Uh, were you you went to where, what, what elementary school did you go to? As a Clearview clown. Clearview clown. Oh, uh, yeah. We were a little freer with the terminology back then. I can't say what all the schools were. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that's I went true. to I went to Ramsey. Yep. I won't repeat that. Nobody that's... needs to know what that one was. No, no, no. Uh, so I don't know. I think my first foray into the Chrome Dome was probably like seventh and eighth grade football. Cause we yeah, that's what same... I was thinking too. Yeah. 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 With Rams. Rams. We played on the same team. Yep. We were the anchor of that team probably. Um, I don't know. I can't remember that much about it. And then, yeah, we like our relationship was basically like, we spent our falls together every goddamn day playing football yes. together. <laughs> Mike and I were probably the two of the like most dedicated people, I think, to the team. We were both really – well, Mike – I shouldn't even put myself in Mike's category. Mike was very dedicated to the team. I was mild. I was sort of dedicated to the team. Yeah, you were the workhorse. Everybody knew it. You're that the was only the position that I played. <laughs> Mike <laughs> played a much more important role uh, than I did. They just our the way our team was based. They just gave me the ball a whole bunch. Yeah, you yeah, were I, offensive and defensive player of the year. Is that yeah. right? Oh was, boy, who me? That's yeah. what it said. That's what it really? says in the yearbook. You were offensive and defensive player of the year. You played guard, right, and linebacker. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah. We gave it a lot. I think I was like offensive back of the year. I don't know how many awards we gave out. Everybody got. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just thinking. Like, how many awards did they give out? Because you know, I, I, uh, there was like you know, every game in high school we had awards and stickers and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, it's just. I once I have it on my wall. My mom still has it. It's the WSBG Player of the Game. Remember WSBG, the old radio station? Yes, I do. That that doesn't even exist anymore, does it? I don't think so. I don't know. But they, they would broadcast one of our games a year. And uh, again, just because I got the ball a bunch, they gave me the award, but I, I, yeah, still hangs on my wall. My mom won't take it down. It's kind of funny. Proud moment. Yeah. And other than that, what do I also remember? I remember Mike in the weight room a lot. He worked out with adult men because that was the level that he was working out at. He worked out with uh, Mr. Freeman and Mr. Clymer. Yep. He, his dad was a teacher, which I always thought must be a really weird thing to like go to school. It was the best ever. I got to yeah. tell you. Really? Yeah. There's nothing like, there's nothing like walking through the lunch line, ordering, you know, a double lunch with a cheesesteak and a meatball sandwich. And then when you get to the, get to the cashier, you just kind of give her that wink and you sweet talk and you'd be like, Hey, my dad will be through later. He'll, he'll cover me. And then when you go home, he's like, God damn it. $20 for school lunch. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't have any money at school, you know? So they, they, they gave me, they extended me a tab on my dad's dime, which was, which was great. And, uh, and I took full advantage of that uh, every possible moment I could. <laughs> That's amazing. I also remember you being into, and I may have just been because of Freeman, but you were into chemistry too, right? Yeah, I did. I, I ended up going to school for it. Um, I ended up teaching it. Um, I taught in New Jersey at uh, Morris Knowles High School. Uh, I was actually like just the, it was the first place I interviewed after I graduated from ESU mm-hmm. and, um, and then got hooked up with football and I coached uh, a freshman team there and I followed them up. We, we, it was a very big school. Um, New Jersey was a little different because they had, um, it wasn't traditionally like Pennsylvania where like at Stroudsburg, we were K to 12. 
uh, in New Jersey, they have each, each level is its own district. So they had like a, a K to six district and uh, the district that I taught at was only nine to 12. So it was uh, mm-hmm. Morris Knowles High School is Morris, Morris Hills Regional School District. Um, there are actually two high schools. And um, yeah, it was, it was uh, really rewarding to, uh, I, I worked with an awesome football coach there, taught me a ton. And uh, going from a, a freshman level, those kids were undefeated as freshmen. Um, it was a big enough school. They actually had a sophomore team. They were undefeated as sophomores. Um, they split up their junior year and I followed them up to JV. And so like, I was kind of like an assistant, uh, varsity coach at that point. And I, I stuck with this class cause they, they were just a, a great group of kids. I actually have their picture hanging up in my office because their senior year undefeated, uh, we played out at East Rutherford stadium, uh, ended up winning the state championship out there. So, I mean, it was, Holy cow. It, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. You know, wow. I was up up where the play callers are for the giants and jet games. And, you know, you're watching these kids that you've been with now for four years, you know, just taking it to another team. And yeah, it was, it was really cool. That is really, awesome. really cool. So <laughs> that's great. And it's interesting because I, you know, we all have these little blurbs at the end of this yearbook and it, oh, I, man. you were, you said future plans to go to a four year college major in chemistry slash biology go into secondary education and become a coach. Yeah, so were, all that. You, were you all always like laser focused in your goals? Yeah. 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 Uh, Mr. Freeman definitely was a, a huge component of that. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I even spoke with him, you know, throughout college and, and, uh, and even through his time when he left Strasburg, I believe he's working out at Liberty if he's not retired already, I've kind of lost touch with him over the years, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I went to school, I wanted to be a chemistry teacher. That's exactly what I went and did. And, you know, went and coached football and, you know, I, I, I was able to do all that stuff. So it was, it was really awesome. That's great. I mean, I'm, I'm always so envious as I get older of people who had what they wanted to do in mind at an early age and just went and did it. I mean, <laughs> I'm such yeah. a flake. I feel like such a flake in your presence. No, don't. Like. <laughs> I, it's, I, I, it's actually like almost, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Cause like right now, like my oldest daughter is 16 years old. She's a junior in high school and yeah, we're dealing with all this, you know, nonsense going on with school and stuff, but you know, it, it, I don't really, I don't really understand how she doesn't understand what she wants to do. Mm. You know, like uh, I had, yeah, when yeah. I was a junior, I knew what I wanted to do. Like I was locked, like I was done. I knew what, you know, I was ready to go. And she's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I kind of like anatomy and, you know, I, I, you know, she's taken AP calc and she's like, yeah, I like math and, you know, like very bright girl, but, uh, but we're, you know, trying to now be on the parent side of, of this whole thing is, is just mind blowing at times. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that none of us knew, like you were unique in that you knew what you wanted to do. Right. Like, no, I, I just figured everybody, knew. Yeah, everybody knew exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was cause, well, I mean like back then, you know, you're like, it's all about me. Like that's all I was really worried about. Like I right. knew what I wanted to do and, you know, I wanted to go play college football and, you know, do that whole thing, uh, which is a, a whole nother branch to this uh, story, but, uh, but that didn't work out. And, 
All right. Well, let's get, let's go back to the past again. Joe, is there anything that you remember about? So uh, I remember taking a few trips with you, Mike, actually with your mom. And it was just, those trips were like me, you and your mom. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball hall of fame. We went to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and where, what town is that? Is that Cooperstown? Is that where it is? No, that's baseball. Springfield. Baseball. Springfield. Okay. All right. This is how uh, little of an athlete I am. And I, <laughs> and I think that's probably where our split began in our relationship because you just were, just became this incredible athlete. And I was like, I just want to sit on the couch and watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, that, that, and you know what? That's what I remember. You were the first person to introduce me to Saturday Night Live. That's really and I'm funny. like, how the hell is this guy able to stay up this late? Because I can't even do it. Because I wasn't doing two a days like you guys were. <laughs> That's how you stay up. Like, so I remember going to uh, the, the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame uh, in Springfield. And then I also remember this trip. I think we went to like the Jersey Shore or something. Yes. And you know what stands out the most of that trip is that um, and it's probably the wackiest moment ever. It, it's probably I don't even know if you would remember it, but I literally found a bunch of berries and I was going to throw them at you because I was so pissed about something. And um, <laughs> wherever we were, my mom's friend was there with her husband or something. And, and I have them in my hand and I remember looking at them and I remember looking at him and he goes, yeah, it'll come out in the wash. Don't worry about it. And I just unloaded and threw them at you and it stained your entire shirt. Like these blackberries stained your shirt. And I remember my mom was so mad. She was so oh, mad. No. And I was literally there scrubbing your freaking clothes, trying really? to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, for whatever gosh. reason, I've never forgotten that memory. It's why just, it why were you so pissed so at much me? Negative energy. I don't forget it. Why were you so pissed at me? I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know what I remember of that trip? Maybe we were maybe we were on each other's nerves. Because... It may have been because because like, like you know you always snored at night, so I never slept. So Wait, it may just be from sleep deprivation. I don't know. He has continued to snore like that his entire life. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Uh, Where, so we must have been what eleven something like that. Yeah. So you were a deep snorer at 11. At 11 years old. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I guess if you're going to achieve greatness, you have to start young. Uh, that's amazing. So I, re so I remember being in the ocean with you, and we were messing around and stuff like that. And then uh, I guess we weren't – I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't see anything. Uh, and the lifeguard – uh, kept whistling to us to move out of where we were. We weren't supposed to be there. Do you remember? You don't remember this? No, no clue. Okay, so yeah, yeah. you you turned around and you could see that the lifeguard was motioning us to move. But because I didn't have my glasses on, I was just, I just kept on like riding waves and stuff like that until I felt like this hand grabbed me, and it was the lifeguard. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I don't remember that at all. He said, if you don't, every time I blow that whistle, you got to look up at me and you got to do exactly what I tell you to do, or I'm kicking you off this beach. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's going to be terrifying. And I was, and I was like, so I was so it's funny because I like, <laughs> I have such good memories of you and hanging out and be and having fun. But I remember that. I rem and I remember being like, 
why didn't Mike tell me to move? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what caused the Barry incident. You probably oh, yeah. lashed out and then, you know, then the berries go flying. I like this. Like we're getting to the bottom of things here. So wait, <laughs> you just heard a whistle and you're like, that's probably not me. And then the whistle just kept blowing. You're like, no, I'm good. I'm not, not here, but I'm going to keep going. I, 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 I understand your point, Jay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's entirely my fault. <laughs> but I was still angry. <laughs> there you go. As long as we've absolved Mike of any blame. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. So let's talk about Stroudsburg, right? Uh, oh, you yeah. you grew up you. Born in Stroudsburg, Mike? Yep. Yeah, yep. so you were there from day one. Day one. And did you have, like, family roots there? Were your parents from that area? Or? No, my uh, my parents are from, uh, one's from Scranton, the other one's from Wilkes-Barre, and they ended up moving down. Okay. But Northeast PA-ish. So yeah. Gotcha. And when you were in Stroudsburg, first of all, what, you, do, you, do, you, do you think fondly of Stroudsburg? Like, is it like a, a place that you thought maybe was lucky to grow up there? When we grew up, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a little different now. It, it's it's very different, but you know, my kids like we moved out of there uh, about five years ago. Now my kids now go to Northampton, and the whole reason we're at Northampton is because that's exactly how it was when we went to Stroudsburg. So you know, there's definitely a lot of experiences that I had there that I value, and I wanted to find a place that my kids could grow up, go to a Thanksgiving Day game you know, be part of that tradition, uh, have strong uh, community support for the school. That, like all that stuff was very important to me for where they ended up going to school. Because to be honest, um, once they ended up closing Clearview, uh, like I was done. I'm like, it, it totally just jaded my, my love for the area. Um, my oldest daughter went through Clearview. My young, my middle daughter was going through, I think she was at second grade when they closed that building. And there's a Pocono record article with uh, my oldest daughter's uh, interview in there saying how sad she was that her daughter, that her, um, excuse me, that her sister couldn't go through that school because she had such fond memories of it. And, you know, that's where I went to school. We lived like right behind the school. You know, it, it was just such a great experience in that early elementary those years of, of school that uh, I was just, I was very bitter and uh, they did it for whatever reason they did, you know, it's, it is what it is, but. And do you, uh, so the fondness of growing up in Stroudsburg, like describe that a little bit more. Is that uh, like, what did you like about growing up there? Oh, the, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, every Thanksgiving day, you know, going out and watching the Stroudsburg East Stroudsburg football game, you know, that that's what I grew up doing. You know, so so to take that away my senior year, oh my God, I was like, I was livid. I, I really didn't even know how to cope. What happened? Why did that happen? Oh, because East Stroudsburg made they they had a great running back who ended up going oh, to the NFL. Right. right they thought right. that, you know, playing on a Thursday and then having to play a state game on a Saturday was unfair. So they elected to not play on Thanksgiving to to end up helping their chances on that Saturday state playoff game. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really, it, it was really the beginning of the end. Cause once they took it away, it never came back as the same. And yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's a shame. 
Yeah, that was a shame because I always, whether it was in Stroudsburg or East Stroudsburg, I was going to that game on on Turkey Day. Either my dad, my dad was a you know a physics teacher over at East Stroudsburg High School, and he would always work the games so uh, and make the hot dogs for the games. <laughs> so I go, I you know even even if it was like a you know I don't know if they they probably played on they played on Friday nights too. So mm -hmm. sometimes I would even go on the Friday nights and, you know, my dad would give me 14 hot dogs for free. So <laughs> that's, <nice>. <laughs> that's probably why I wasn't uh, as athletic as I could. Have been. <laughs> uh, I, it's funny that you say that about going to those football games as a kid. I have to be honest. I, I think the first one I went to was when we actually played sophomore year. It just wasn't like a thing for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were out. You were out with. You were a Scioto hippie out there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were like, it's it's like akin to like the kid whose family is always like it's like Rudy, like the kid whose family is always a Notre Dame fan, and then he gets to actually like play for Notre Dame. That's the way like I felt like Mike felt about playing for Strasburg. Like he was so psyched to be there and be a part <laughs> of it, and it was like so, like yeah. this is you know it's just so important and so fun to do. Uh, and it was like a fun thing to be around, you know, it made me more into it because I saw how into it he was. So, and I, I'm going to give a, a real quick story about that. Uh, and I don't know if you'll remember this, Mike, but our senior year, this is a side tangent. Uh, our senior year, we had a, uh, a scrimmage. And I don't know who it was. And I played okay. We had like, a, we played an okay showing. And after the game, we, not, not, nobody really expected much out of us our senior year because a lot of people graduated the year in front of us. I mean, we were pretty good, but not great. And after the game, Coach Ross is giving his speech and he goes, and Jay, I want to point out, Jay, that's what working out all summer will get you because I had like an okay game. And I remember thinking, oh, man, Mike works out so much harder than me. <laughs> Why is he putting, like, I felt bad about it. And I could just see your face like. <laughs> you had put in so much time and effort not that i didn't put in time and effort but not like you did and uh for him to like point me out as like this is what you could do i'm like no point to chromie he works much harder than i do what about what about those coaches were were good i mean uh, uh i feel like there were so so many of those coaches on that coaching staff were just beloved by you guys but also hated at the same time too uh, but what describe those guys? I mean, there's, uh, I mean, I feel like coach Ross is just legendary. If you were even not on the team, uh, it, it, because he was such a great teacher and character and everything. And then Avino and Sotel and, and those guys, they were just such presences. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously the first character that jumps out off the screen is Ralph Avino. You know, he was he was unlike any other person I've ever met in my entire life. Nothing like him grabbing you in the face, mags, calling you a DWE, I, which I still use to this day, you know, and people look at me crooked and I'm like, oh, I got to explain to you what that means. You call people. Um, could you, can you explain oh what DWE means? I, I don't know. Is that would that be censored? I, I'm going to guess dick with ears. Close. No, dildo. Actually, dildo. Oh, dildo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're a dildo Wait. with ears <laughs> i thought it was a dickhead with ears was it a dildo uh, well that would you, I, I guess you could put your own spin on it but between dan ettenberg and myself we were called that quite often <laughs> oh my gosh he made <laughs> that man made more 16 year old boys cry 
<laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, just the, the uh, nonstop, you know. Oh, I, and I and I do think like he really deep down, I think he thought he was motivating kids. You know, I, I think he had the best. Um, he thought he was providing he was providing the best motivation for kids that he could, but it was it was through uh, a lot of uh, put downs, a lot of cursing a lot of degrading comments that you know allow us to come together and talk on a show like this you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh i was impressed with uh i i knew him as mr avino because i was never on any uh, teams but i was impressed with his class i mean his class he wrote his own class like he just said like he looked at the curriculum that he could have been teaching and he said nope I'm doing this. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny because I when I was uh, 24, 25, I, was, I went to graduate school and I was like, I want to remember. I want to like I want to introduce these thoughts into the, the stuff that I'm writing. And I contacted him. I called him. And we went through his whole curriculum together and everything. And he was just like, oh, thanks so much for calling me. It was, and it was a great conversation. He was, he was really, really happy. And, uh, and those ideas still stick with me. Like, I still think about those ideas about, you know, destabilization and mm -hmm. the stages of building a civilization and stuff like that. They're still here. And I still think about them even when I look at the societies today. That's awesome because I was petrified to have him as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he was tough. He was tough. Definitely. He was tough in the classroom too. Uh, he, he would not have a job. I don't know. Like, I don't think he exists in current schooling right now. No, you're no. never going to find somebody like him uh, for better, or for worse. I don't know. But, uh, but I do want, like, like you said, I ran into him once, I don't know, at a grocery store or something like that. And literally could not be more like he could, he was just so nice and like he was very complimentary and talked about all the great things that I did when I played. And I'm like, oh man, why were you so mean <laughs> when we played? And now you're so nice. <laughs> so you, so you, you never, you never had to knock on the coach's door and actually have a conversation with them then, because that was like the worst ever. Yeah. Really? Why? What? What? Why? Opening the door while they're getting showers and stuff. And you have to stand there like you want to be uh, put in a bad situation. It's like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? Maintain eye contact. <laughs> don't don't look at what's going on in there. Wait a second. Wait a second. What? You got to what? What happens? <laughs> what happened? No, like, I, you know, when we were when we were playing football, you know, there would be there would be times that like, you know, I, I, I don't remember why, but I know I had to go to the uh, the door of the coach's locker room. And I would knock on it and they would open it up. And like a coach wouldn't come out, they would just stay in there and the door would open. So I'm standing there in the hallway of the stadium and they're all like, you know, somebody's getting a shower, somebody's sitting by their locker. This person's doing this, that, and other thing. Oh, well, okay. you know, like, you know, it's just like a lot of the day, yeah. like they had no cooth. They didn't care what was covered up and what wasn't. And so you're standing there, you know, I, <laughs> It's just like you stand there and you're like this 16 year old kid and you know, you're just telling yourself like, Hey, maintain eye contact. Don't look anywhere. Just look him right in the eye. Just answer his question and go back to what you need to do. That, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that I stuck to drama and student government. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. there's no chance of ever seeing Mr. Mel naked or Gail Scarabo naked. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's uh, that's a great story. Uh, and then so there was a Vino and then there was, uh, I mean, Coach Ross. And uh, Are there any other teachers that stood out? I mean, I guess you get, the big one for you was Freeman, which is interesting yeah. because we had Freeman in like middle school and then you yeah. reconnected with him in high yeah, school. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I had him in seventh grade for <laughs> life science. And then uh, I had him for chemistry one. And then from there I had him for chemistry two. So I actually had him three different years. Oh, that's right. Cause he moved up to the high school. I forgot yeah. that. Yeah. So did you like the, do you attribute your, uh, your gravity, gravitational, uh, or your gravity towards your, your pull towards chemistry? <laughs> uh, do you attribute that to the actual subject or chemistry or because you just had a great experience with uh, Mr. Freeman. Yeah, I had a great experience with him, you know, yeah. in terms of like making you, you know, disciplined to the subject and kind of feeding you the areas that you needed to improve upon and the different types of um, experiences you had, whether it be through, you know, experimentation or through mathematics like that. You know, I always liked math, but it wasn't always my, my strongest. And the fact that I could like combine science and math together and be able to you know, break bridge the two was, yeah. was really, you know, that was where it was interesting, but then he made a lot of sense out of it. And then he became kind of like a, a mentor from there. Cause I like, as I progressed through college and things, I contacted him, you know, frequently to just have conversations and, you know, understand different theories and, and stuff like that. So it was really, you know, beneficial and just kind of helped, helped me get through to, uh, to where I am today. Are you in touch with uh, uh, folks from high school at all? Uh, no, not yeah. really. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the people that I kept in contact with were, um, like Mike Piancone, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like the, that class that was old. Cause like when, when I was a sophomore, they were juniors, you know, I, I, I felt like I played with them a lot. So, you know, I, I maintained a lot of good friendships with, Sean Kramer and you know all those guys, oh, yeah, Joe Bailing. Yeah. You oh, know, I keep right. in contact with a lot of those guys, um, but uh, but not uh, yeah, not not many people from our graduating year. But yeah. I feel like that's because like, like because of who I played with, mm -hmm. you know. Um, well, I guess you you were uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. One of the few folks during the sophomore year that played with the varsity team. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right. I see. I see. I'm getting there. Uh, so should we move to what happened? What happened to you afterwards? So we kind of got a little taste of that earlier. Uh, so you went to college, you went to ESU. Uh, and why that decision? What, what, what brought you to well, ESU? It's not true. Yeah. What's you that? went someplace else first, right? Yeah, I did. That's what I was going to, oh, I was going to back okay. up to say like, yeah. So, so, you know, back when we were in school, um, I want to say it was 1996, maybe 95 or 96. My cousin ended up getting drafted by the Dolphins. Wow. And so right. yeah. he, he played at Notre Dame with Lou Holtz under Lou Holtz, went to the Dolphins. So like, I was just like, 
that's what I got to do. You know, like I, I want to like leave school. I want to go play football in college, not go play for the NFL, obviously, but you know, I, that, I wanted to follow that same type of path. And um, so I ended up going to like combing mm-hmm. and played football out there. And then I very quickly realized that, you know, probably within the first hour or two of my first practice, I'm like, Holy shit. There's like, 15 guys better than me and we're all competing for the same position. So like, it was a huge wake up call. And, uh, and after taking, you know, um, several doses of Advil to calm my headaches, I was like, I don't know if this is really meant for me. Like I, you know, I love football, loved playing. Um, but you know, thinking about my future, I'm like, I don't know that dedicating all this time is really necessarily worth it. So, um, so you know, fall semester came, um, I played just, you know, practice squad. <laughs> the team actually made it to the division three, um, national championship at the stag bowl. So I went down to Virginia, Salem, Virginia, they played Mount union, got absolutely destroyed, right. but you know, you can't put a price tag on that experience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, came back spring semester. I knew I wasn't coming back. So I had a great time. Um, Good for you. <laughs> and yeah, had a great time means you almost flunked out. And, uh, and so I, and so I came to, I actually transferred to Northampton community college and I spent the next year there taking my uh, general ed credits oh, and okay. I lived at home. And then after I did that year, then I transferred to ESU to just work on, you know, the secondary ed chemistry component and, uh, and then finished out there. So. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, I, to have the, the to have the humility to go, okay, this is what I want to do. I've done it, and but my goal is really to teach secondary education and then and coach at the at the high school level. That's what I want to do, and to have that in mind, and then to go through something like that. I mean, that's just great. Uh, uh, that's a great story. I mean, to to have the uh, humility to go you know what? Yeah, I'm here. I want to experience this. I'm going to have a great time. Then I'm going to go and really achieve the goal that I set for myself. That's, that's really cool. Thanks. Have you made any impractical decisions your entire life? Because <laughs> <laughs> everything you do, I'm like, that's very, yeah, no. that's makes sense. He's got a good head on his shoulders. That, that Mike Cromie. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's making all the right choices. You have to think hard about bad decisions. Yeah, there's, you there's definitely, it's yeah, like there's definitely 18 that come to my mind immediately. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a there's a couple out there, but uh, they didn't have they didn't derail me from you know where I was trying to go. They were just kind of like offshoots of let's try this, let's see how this goes, and you know very quickly I you know found my way back to uh, the main track. So you uh, and you said earlier that was that had a lot to do with your relationship with Mr. Freeman. Uh, mm-hmm. But do you think there was something earlier in your life, like your upbringing? I mean, were your parents very much that way, like setting goals and like sticking to them? Or is that something kind of like an innate feeling that you have or an innate quality of your personality? Um, this is the nature nurture question. That's a great, that, that's a really good question. I actually have to think about that. Like, is there something early, you know, part of it, I kind of feel like, you know, all the way back to like my dad's parents, they were teachers. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that my dad was a teacher. My mom taught over at ESU and she worked at the hospital. Like, so they were, they were always career driven people, mm-hmm. but I don't believe I ever knew what their long-term goals were. You know, I, I don't, I know my dad took a, my dad took, uh, he didn't just go from like high school to college and said, Hey, I want to be a special ed teacher. You know, he had yeah. to go through that whole process of kind of finding himself mm-hmm. um, in order to do that. But I think from, from talking to, grandparents to talking to parents and kind of telling them what I wanted to do. Um, I think there was uh, a fair degree of encouragement. And I think there was also a fair degree of you're never going to make that happen. So part of it was, Oh yeah. Part of it was like, okay, I'll show you, you know? Okay. Okay. There was a little bit of a challenge there. Yeah. And there is a, and I dare say that's a little bit of the, uh, the Avino effect, <laughs> the Avino <laughs> approach. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can't do this. And then you, 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 and then, show right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, and, uh, so we're getting on, but there is something, there's somebody too, that you mention in your blurb here somebody named Margaret. Oh, really? What did I write yeah. about her? You say, lastly, that's kind of a thanks to last. First of all, you thank Amanda Kale. Were you guys an item? Yeah, I wanted to get into a little juiciness. Like, yeah, who did you yeah, date yeah. in high school? Was it Mandy? Yeah, great. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did thank her. Yes, uh, thank you. A little awkward <laughs> silence there before I had to answer. I didn't quite know what to say. <laughs> you thanked so the girl wait, you were dating? Did you, you dated thanks. Amanda Kale or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for a while. Yeah, for, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was like it. She was like your high school sweetheart, you yeah. would say. Yeah, I would and, say that. And who else? Who else were you palling around with at that point? I mean, girl wise. <laughs> <laughs> just Amanda. Just, yeah, I. Yep. Tried and true. Just stayed. You know. <laughs> There's that laser focus. That's. <laughs> I, 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 it's just. It's part. It's like in my DNA. Well, now, okay, what's the scandal here? Oh, Who's that's my dad's wife, then? my dad's second wife. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, what did I say? Because that's, that's so interesting. So you say here, um, well, first of all, to Amanda Kale, who will always be a good friend, even if things don't work out. Maybe when you wrote that. Maybe that was know, a little hint. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, probably not going to work, work out, out man. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna like combing and I'm gonna crush right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, and then she said, uh, and then she's a person who truly let me see who I am. That's talking about Amanda. Coach Avino. And then lastly, to Margaret, a person of few words. She has been a true friend through all of my problems. Oh. Thanks for everything, everyone. Wow. Yeah. What page is that on? That's uh, 188 of the 188. let's let's there, fire up volume. Do you do you have like the the draft just to make sure my dad didn't like go in there and like <laughs> rewrite things for me? Hey, you were on the you were on the pioneer committee. I'm no, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was I was. And, you know, um, yeah, through through my parents divorce and things, you know, she came into into uh my life around, you know, 11, 12 years old. And, uh, you know, it was challenging. It was challenging yeah. when you're, when your parents, 
you know, separate and especially at that time. And you see your dad at school every day, but you're going home to your mom and, you know, you got, there's a ton of things flowing through your head. So, you know, I was very, uh, I was very thankful and appreciative of having an open ear. She never really tried to necessarily like parent me like I was her own kid, but Mm -hmm. she was always there for me when, you know, I I was struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, that was, uh, that's kind of where that came from. That's, that's really cool. Uh, I, I think that's, I think that might be the reason why our, our moms got us together because my parents split up and I think our moms were like, Hey, let's get these, <laughs> let this, let's get these boys together. <laughs> yeah. So that way they could talk. Instead we were throwing berries at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting yanked out of the surf by the lifeguard. <laughs> Uh, so you yet amanda k in high school was anybody had like a secret crush on you know that's funny you bring that up Uh, it wasn't necessarily in our class uh but okay you know it was uh beth binbender for the longest time oh i mean she was a popular one to have a crush on we had study hall in mr avino's class and you know i you know we we always like would you know, chat, talk, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, that, that was probably the, yeah, that was, she was, she was cute and she was cool. Good athlete. Yeah. 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 Good athlete. She's like that thing. You know, when people say like you meet your heroes and they're exactly as nice as you want them to be. Beth Bittenbender (laughs) was like that. Like you meet her and she's like, like, couldn't be nicer. You're like, Oh my God, but you're like the the hottest girl in the world. You're not supposed to be this nice. (laughs) So, you know, my, my brother then later afterwards, like, so my older brother, uh, they dated for a few years. uh, Yeah. That was right after I got done dating her. I think she, Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were together for like two or three years. Yeah. Wow. Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, I want to, I want to say it was like after, it was after I came back from like combing, but I don't know that I necessarily was at ESU yet. It was like in that like period of time, you know, like, like after we graduated, I I kept in touch with a lot of the seniors that graduated a year ahead of us. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, so like they had get togethers, they had parties and stuff. So I'd get invited and, and kind of hang out with that, with that crew. And, um, yeah, I was at, uh, that girl's name, Levine. Oh yeah. Uh, uh Ryan's yeah. the Lisa, one. Yeah. Lisa's I think, I think one. it was Lisa Levine yeah. ended up having like a party at her apartment and, uh, and, you know, Beth walked in and we just like started catching up. And then the next thing you know, like, boom. So you were, you dated for two or three years, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. She she was, uh, she was great. Yeah. She was great. Good for you. Uh, Awesome. But now, so you have a 16 year old kid, so you couldn't have met your wife that much further after that. Right. (laughs) Or does that, was that the end? Well, (laughs) you know, Beth and I, Beth and I had, uh, we had some, uh, we started kind of growing apart a little bit as we tried to keep things together. And, uh, it was very unfortunate, but when I ended up at ESU, my junior year, I ended up running into Tara Yasinchek. 
I don't know if that name. Oh yeah, about. I know Tara. I mean, but, I remember the name. Yes, yeah. yes I do. So yeah, sure. I ended up taking a class with her, and she's like, "Oh, you have to meet my, you got to meet my friend. You guys are taking a class together. Blah 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 blah." And you know, so I ended up going into this chemistry class. She's the only girl there. I end up walking in and I'm like, oh, you're the one she's talking about because all I ever did in my chemistry classes go to school with boys because no girls were really in the field. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so I walked, you know, sat like right next to her. Her Tara actually talked to her about me and that kind of thing. So she kind of like hooked us up. But at the same time, I was, you know, still dating Beth, but we but things were kind of, you know, falling apart exponentially. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I met my wife and then, you know, we dated for about two years and then it was, Hey, guess what? Oh, yeah. is that uh, how it happened? Yeah. We've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy so, cow. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, I'll never forget it. We, it was pouring down rain. We were at Dairy Queen and she's like, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, Oh shit. You know, here it goes. Oh, and because uh, I, I just had a clue and she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, OK, all right. So I had already got my teaching job at that point. Like, you know, she didn't graduate school yet. Um, I said, well, all right, well, what are we going to do? Because I like, I, you know, we had, you know, Beth and I had already dissolved and uh, and Natasha and I were were kind of picking up steam. And and so, uh, you know, I just felt like she was the one that, you know, I definitely was going to be marrying. It's just, I don't know what the right time is. Well, I do know what the right time is now. And uh, so we've been married 17 years and Alexa turned 16. Jeez. So you can do the math and figure out. You know, gotcha, gotcha. But, uh, but. So how old were you? How old were you when this happened? I guess what's 17 years ago? 23 24 something like that yeah yeah i i had only been oh my god i hadn't even taught a full year uh in my in at my job at morris knowles i haven't taught a full year and uh and you just kind of got slapped in the face like no you're gonna be a parent you need to you know you need to be straighten the fuck up you know yeah. you need to start like thinking about where are you gonna live what are you gonna because i was still living at home you know, my, my, my mom had remarried and, uh, and I was just living at home, just saving up money so I could get out on my own. And what ended up keeping us in Stroudsburg after the fact is the fact that we were, you know, making a family. So my mom ended up finding a place to live. I bought the house from her. So, you know, I just took over and, uh, took over the, the payments. I said, Hey, you know, sell me the house. I need it. I'm going to be raising a family now. And, uh, so there, there's definitely been through things. Never had a wedding. You know, we did justice of the peace. Um, yeah. I was like so petrified of telling my parents. I just didn't tell them. And um, and like my dad found out from uh, Pat Bachman, I think, because I was terrified to tell my dad anything. Because I thought he would. I, no, you, I didn't. You didn't tell your dad that uh, Natasha was pregnant. No. Nope. Uh, and you didn't. Do, did you tell your parents about the wedding? Nope. No, you just got married. No. Yes. You were secretly wow, married. Wow, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 I wow. took, well, you know, and you know, maybe I'll get a little, I don't know. I just feel like they took so much away from me because they couldn't get along that mm -hmm. this was me paying them back. Cause that they literally couldn't be in the same place at the same time without being yeah. so selfish towards each other, you know? So like, you know, I'm thinking about all the times of after high school football games that I had a, 
talk to one parent while the other parent literally waited five feet away and glared, you know, like that, that puts me in yeah. a bad situation and they never took themselves out of their own ego to understand what they were doing to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about, you know, graduation and having to go through that. You talk about college graduation, have to go through that. I was like, you know what? I, I'm like enough, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm not going to tell you cause I'm just going to go do it. And when the time's right, I'll tell you. So in a way I felt like, I don't know, it, uh, looking back on it, I feel bad. But at the time I was like, you know, you took so many opportunities for me to have enjoyment with my parents, both there celebrating my accomplishments because of your own selfishness that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to take a wedding away from you. I'm going to take this away from you. And so I just did stuff on my own and I kind of went through a little bit of a, I guess you could call it like a little bit of a, a dark period, but you know, it wasn't like, you know, crazy. It was just, this is, this is what I want to do with my life. And I don't need you to advise me. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, that's an amazing, that's an amazing story. story. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's, it's really, really great. I picture you working on, a blizzard or something at DQ and then just like stopping mid bite. Oh no, I was the one eating the blizzard. <laughs> and like and I was stopping like yeah, mid you were eating the blizzard. spoon in the mouth. Like yeah. what? And it was like <laughs> the next thing you think is you're gonna have delicious blizzard in your mouth. And instead you have a baby and a wife. Yeah. So I do want to ask the question. So they found out from Pat Bachman. My well, Pat worked at the at Stroudsburg for a, a brief period of time, and my dad was his boss. Okay, and so I I think that's how that uh, ended up. I, I think how that communication circle went. I ended up telling my mom after the fact, um, but it was met with a lot of you know you're ruining your life, you don't know what you're doing, you know a, a lot of a lot of those. Uh, comments so i just sat there and took it and was like okay well are we going to do this transaction or not because i need a house Mm -hmm. i don't want to you know rent an apartment i want to buy a house so here's what i'm going to do yeah uh i I mean a lot of training for that moment i feel like that like a lot of training for that moment like uh the the commitment the determination to move through stuff like that uh i mean uh, I, I think about the conversation that we just had about, you know, growing up in high school and your high school experience and everything. I just think it, it, you seemed like there was a lot of a, a good development for that kind of moment. And you, and you handled it the way that you handled those other things, you know, uh, just, that's a, just such a great story. Have, have you, I'm just curious, you don't have to answer this, but has, has the relationship between your parents mellowed out over the years? Is it, is it? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like once, you know, there, there was definitely like a brief period of time where, um, you know, there were some rough patches as I think there would be, you know, with any, you know, son, mother, father relationship. But, uh, but I think once they understood that this was my decision, this is where I'm going. You have a choice as a grandparent, basically, you're either going to be supportive and part of, I'm part of my family's life or, or you're not, you know? And I, and I think that for my dad, it took a little bit more time. I think for my mom, she kind of snapped to it a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, so yeah, I mean, like it's, you know, been, like I said, it's been, geez, 17, 18 years now, you know, I, like I said earlier, 
you know, I call my mom every day on the way to work just to talk to her, to say hello, see what's going on. You know, she ended up moving uh, down towards Fayetteville, uh, Pennsylvania, which is, you know, quite a distance from Stroudsburg. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, ended up moving back because she knew, like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, you know, going to be in this area. I'm in the the uh, more township area right now. So I'm like right outside of Bath, but I'm not quite in Wing Gap. I'm like right in between there. And, um, and so she's in Forks. So it's like a 20 minute ride. We go over, we have Sunday dinners, you know, she's, she's there for the kids. She's nice. very active in their life. You know, um, my dad, on the other hand, he's, he's still like himself, you know, he's, he's a unique creature. I'll say he, uh, he, he kept teaching at Strasburg for till he got to, I think he had 37 years of service. Uh, his health has, uh, you know, been in decline, which is a shame. So a lot of the, uh, a lot of the activity that he was a part of with, you know, hunting and fishing and, and doing those things, he can't do those anymore. So he's, yeah. you know, it's really, a, it's really a shame to see somebody that at right now in their mid sixties, not be able to do the things that they enjoy. So, you know, that it's, that's a challenge, uh, to, uh, keep a positive relationship with him, but, you know, you know, you go through your rough patches and you just kind of, you know, you press on. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I think we all have interesting relationships with our fathers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get into it. We all come from parents who aren't together. I mean, oh, it's okay. kind of fun. I'm just kind of putting yeah. it all together. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. And we all have kind of quirky, interesting dads that are yeah. fun to deal <laughs> yeah, with. That's yeah. for sure. Well, they're not deal with fun. It's fun yeah. that they're part of our lives. Um, so now you've, you even turned it up a notch beyond that because now you're yeah. principal. So how yeah, do you, I am. yeah. How do you get from that moment where you take, you buy this house from your mom? What's the, what's the trajectory there? What happens then after that? Yeah. So, uh, so my wife graduated with a master's in chemistry and a minor in math. She did okay. not go the education route, um, but she did not want to work in a lab. So uh, my dad actually um, offered her a special ed position as an emergency certified teacher. Oh, okay. And I said, you know, why don't you do it? You know, just see if you like it, you know, so that we could, you know, maybe you want to go that route. So she ended up going back to ESU for her master's in uh, education. And there was a professor that I brought her to. uh, His name is Cummings Pyatt. Dr. Pyatt. And, uh, you know, he since has, has passed, but, uh, he sat me down and he said, you know, what, what's going to be your next plan? And I was like, what do you mean? I graduated high school, graduated college. I teach chemistry. I coach football. I'm good. He's like, you gotta be thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, he, you gotta be thinking. So, you know, again, like somebody else ends up coming into my life and is like, you know, you need to think about what your next step is. Like you got to think about, you know, you're, development professionally and where you're going to go over your next seven to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I didn't really think about that. He's like, well, I think you should go into administration. He goes, I think you have what it takes to, uh, you know, to do the coursework, to understand management, to, you know, manage people, be an effective leader. You know, he kind of like juiced me up. So I'm like, yeah, sign me up. This is great. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. So, uh, so yeah. So while she was doing her master's, I did mine. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, I only taught for five years and I finished my master's. And I'm like, you know, my buddies, my buddy who was down uh, taking courses with me, 
ended up getting a job down in Easton, he said, Mike, you know, I think you should apply down at, you know, Wilson area. I think you'd be a really good fit down there. They're looking for an assistant principal. So I was like, really? I was like, all right, well, what the hell, you know, throw my application in the at least I'll get some experience. Cause like my plan at that point was to teach for, you know, 10, 12 years and then, uh, and then make that jump and try to like space out my career. So I go down to, uh, to Wilson, I interview, you know, I felt like it went really well. And, uh, and then the principal calls me and he let me know that I was the best of the worst because this was the second round of interviews that they actually went through. And they'd like to bring me back for a second round interview because they had already done one round and no, they didn't like anybody. So they did the yeah. second round and they just, you know, he let me know I was the best of the worst. So I was like, <laughs> this guy's great. I'm going to get along with him really well. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, the next thing I know, you know, I'm sitting in front of the school board, you know, introducing myself. And, you know, I ended up making the leap then from teaching in uh, teaching in New Jersey to you know being a principal, an assistant principal at 27 years old at uh, at a high school that just came off a state. This is kind of weird, but, you know, coming off a state championship for football in 2006, I got hired in 2007. So, like, you know, talk about the community being vibrant. I mean, it was like it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um that's a big, I mean, that's a lot of responsibilities on the, on the shoulders of a, of a 27 year old. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause you're, cause they, you know, you, you're dealing with teachers like your Bruce Bausteins, like your Fred Ross, like your Ralph Avino. How, how do you manage those people when you're 27 years old? <laughs> you're 27. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You know, so, so, so I'll never forget. Right. So I, it's kind of funny. So I, I go to the school, I get introduced and my mom is telling me uh, about this guy, Brett Comp, and he's the football coach. And she's like, oh, I know his wife. We went out to dinner. You know, when you get down there, you know, tell him I said hello, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm like, all right, cool. So like I said, they just came off a 2006 state championship where uh, they played Jeanette. They ended up coming back in the last quarter. It was like, you know, this big to-do thing. Like, you know, it was pretty, pretty intense. And um, after the faculty meeting's over, I made it a point to find Brett Comp. So Brett Comp is a uh, a uh, Marine. So he's got the you know high and tight haircut, very tall, perfect posture. Um, I walk up to. I know this name. Did he? Did he? Was he, he a football? Yes, he player played, somewhere. He was the quarterback at ESU ES or something. Yes. Yeah, he was the ESU quarterback. Yep, like somewhere between yes. Quilliger and Franklin yep. or somewhere. You're correct. Yeah. So I walk up, I extend my hand. I said, I said, Mr. Comp, I said, I just want to introduce myself. You know, my name is Mike Cromie. I said, uh, I said, I believe you went to your and you and your wife went to dinner with, with my mom and my stepfather. And he looked at me and he goes, we're divorced. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> great. Nice to meet you. Yes. Thanks. I'll be your boss now. You know, I, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, I was like so embarrassed. Like calling my mom, I'm like, thanks. Do you know he got a divorce? You know, like, so I go up and I see this, like, you know what kind of an idiot you just made me look like? So yeah, that was my that was I'll never forget that that, that I'll never forget that moment. So but now you're running the show. Now you're yeah, like, so you're the probably the most senior pre principal around yeah, you've been so, doing it for 13 uh, years. So I think it was like six or seven years. I was the assistant principal, uh, had a great experience, learned a ton. You know, I, I had a great boss. Um, John Marticelli he's just, he's brilliant. He's got a great mind and, uh, and really, 
you know, showed me a, a lot. I, I learned a ton from him. And, uh, and so I left the high school and, uh, and I moved to elementary. So uh, now I'm, you know, principal of, uh, of a, a building K to four within the district. I didn't have to interview the school board offered me the position because we had retirements and we had some movement, mm-hmm. uh, which is really a, which was really an honor that I didn't have to, you know, go through any type of interview process. And do you like it? Or do you, um, miss teaching? you know, I do miss teaching. Uh, it's, it's interesting you say that Jay, because I've seen so many um, incredible teachers that I wish I could go back and, and be that impactful in the classroom. Cause I look back at what I did teaching for five years and I taught like Steve Freeman because that's all I knew, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now to, right. to be going and observing teachers and rating them and evaluating them and, and telling them, you know, what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. Um, I've seen so many incredible strategies of how to connect with kids, build rapport with kids, how to support kids. It's like, you know, I, I was terrible. Like I'll just, I mean, there's nothing to hide. Like I was a terrible teacher who had no clue what he was doing and just, you know, was fulfilling a dream from high school that he wrote in the back of a yearbook, you know? <laughs> so, so, um, did you have the ruler? Did you just smack the ruler a lot? Like Mr. Freeman? No, 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 not at all. But, uh, I, I did use some of his strategies, but you know, I, I, I learned, early on that those strategies, as much as they worked for me, they didn't work for the majority of kids because they were very, uh, they were very negative. Uh, so, you know, I had to, I had to do a little bit of, I had to do a little bit of work here and, and realize that this isn't the same educational system that I grew up in and I needed mm-hmm. to do some things differently, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I do miss teaching. You know, I, I try to interact with kids a, as much as I can. Um, you know, that's why I'm, I'm in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I hear this story. I hear you. And then at some point you have additional children. Is that correct? Yes. I, so I have three kids all together. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, it's 16. What are the ages? 16, 12, 12, seven, and seven, seven. I have a seven year old. No. So I have, uh, my oldest is Alexa 16. Then I have Alyssa who's 12. And then I have a Mikey who is seven. Mikey, yes, Mikey. Wow. You know when you you guys have to understand when you work in education, you you literally have a an enti- you have a hard time picking names because any name you pick reminds you of a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean, like you know you, you want to pick a name. And it's like, oh no, I remember that kid. That kid was an asshole. I can't remember my kid that name. You know? <laughs> well, if they grow up to be like that kid, you know, you so you're tainted. You're tainted. You can't, it's hard to come up with names. So we kind of like stuck with the A's and then, you know, uh, you know, you know, Mike kind of slipped in there. And uh, you know, I was actually telling that story today because the, the the girl who is our school counselor, great woman, she's uh getting ready to have her first child. So she was asking me you know, a little bit of, uh, advice or, you know, we were just swapping stories. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he, he kind of snuck in there and. Yeah. <laughs> so was the middle child also a surprise because the no, two, no, that was the actually the only one that we, that was the only one that we actually said, yes, let's try for number two. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. So Alexa was a surprise. Alyssa was planned. And uh, and Mikey was one of those where she's like, you know what, you fuck? We're <laughs> pregnant and I'm going to cut your balls off. It's not a boy. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I hear your story. I think about, you know, your high school years and I just think like you grew up fast. You, you matured fast. I mean, I think about, you know, even the story about how you're, you have mem- mentors in high school who are guiding you to your goals and you've set a goal in high school. It was so clear. That's like a, that's like a, I was, wasn't even near anything like that. I mean, that was a very mature approach to your life. And then to have that experience in college with Natasha and, uh, and your first child, I mean, that's the, you grow up, you grew up fast. You grew up fast, man. Yeah. There, there was definitely some, uh, some experiences within that time period that made you grow up fast. Yeah, And uh, you know, you know, thinking back on it, I don't know. It just felt, it just felt right. It felt natural. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, Oh, this is what I was meant to do. Here's what I'm going to go do. Like I, mm-hmm. I really didn't have any like, Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I should go into this area or that area, or maybe mm-hmm. I should try to open my own business. It was just like, I, I felt like I was automatically programmed. Mm-hmm. It, it was very, very strange. So that's why I have a hard time understanding where more of my kids are. You know? Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, Joe and I were 30 years old and living together with no clue what we were going to do with our lives. Adam, were you around 30? We were around 30. Yeah. I had just turned 30 and I had moved back to Stroudsburg and I had, I had gotten divorced. Uh, I was married and then divorced. And, uh, and were kudos. you at the deer head in? I was at the deer head. Yeah. You came in once. Yeah. I was, I, I, I was actually, like, I, was I, really I, excited. I have a little story about that. Um, if we have the time. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you got um, plenty of time. So right? yeah, so Mike Piancone and I were at the time. He he only lived literally a tenth of a mile away from me. So like I would go over, talk to him, whatever. And for some reason, we heard that the Deerhead would do a trivia night, and we wanted to go. So we ended up going to the Deerhead one night, and I walk in, and there's my man Joe Arner behind bar, and I'm like, holy crap, there's Joe Arner. You know, like this is freaking <laughs> awesome. So Mike and I were trying to actually put something together where, um, you know, aside from work, we would always take what was that a Wednesday or Thursday, Jay? Wednesday nights, yeah. Wednesday night, like so, like we wanted to make a pact that like every Wednesday night we'd go to the Deerhead, we'd do trivia night, you know, we'd go have a couple of drinks, you know, support you. Um, support you, Joe, as well. You know, support you, Jay. I needed a lot of support at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember sitting at the bar, and you were telling me, you know, you know what had happened, and uh, and then you know it kind of like phased out. But then, as like my wife came into the picture, um, she was always planning some kind of like birthday getaway for us. And the one birthday that she booked for us, we were at the deer head and I was like, this is awesome. You know? So we go to the deer head, they had live jazz music going on. We ended up, you know, getting a couple appetizers, having some drinks. We were staying overnight. Um, So as the music wound down and we ended up going upstairs, you know, uh, I ended up laying in bed and all of a sudden, I don't know what freaking time it was. 
but I hear this banging like somebody is running up and down the hallways, literally banging on the doors. And I am terrified somebody is going to break into the room. So I literally didn't sleep the entire night. Like it, it, I could hear it downstairs. It was like, boom, 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 boom. You know, goes upstairs, goes right by our room. Bang, bang, bang. I'm like, is this place haunted? Like what the hell? It was the heat. And uh, so it was the heat and I didn't know any better. So I literally just like laid in my bed and I just stared at the ceiling. I think I said every prayer 10 times because I didn't want to die that night. And my wife's my wife's snoring away. You know, she's she's completely it's out. An old building. We wake up the next morning, we have breakfast downstairs, and I'm like, is this place home? Oh, she's like, no, but this place is so whoever was cleaning up in the morning was giving us all the lowdown on on things down in the in the gap there in Delaware Water Gap. I went home and I think I slept for eight hours straight because I literally stayed up all oh, night. Man. I didn't move out of the bed and I and I literally like just laid there in the missionary <laughs> position staring at the ceiling. <laughs> Best night of my life. <laughs> Man, that's really fun. We've since replaced that heating system if anyone's. It's a wonderful place to stay and there's no banging anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we took away all the banging. <laughs> oh, very funny. Oh, gosh, Jay. Jay. <laughs> uh, okay, I got a couple quick uh, just weird wacko questions. Um, what was your favorite school lunch? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've never been able to find this again, but I would say it would be the, the cheesesteak with the sweet salsa and uh, tater tots. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like that. those days, I would definitely get double lunch. I remember, I think twice I did a triple lunch, but Rather than getting three cheesesteaks, I figured I'd get two cheesesteaks and a meatball sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were good. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's. The meatball sandwich is really good, too. Um, did you have any jobs in high school? Did you work anywhere yeah. locally? Yeah, I did. Uh, when I was um, 15, we had over in, um, it was, I guess it would, I'd say it's over in East Stroudsburg at the Eagle Valley Mall. They put in Insulacos. It was a, a grocery store. Right. Um, it was over where the Blockbuster was put in. I don't know if you remember that. Now it's sure. like an off-track betting place, I think it turned into. OTB, yeah. Uh, we um, went there for Joe's uh, bachelor party. It was amazing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst bachelor party I've ever been to. <laughs> oh, except my brother's bachelor party. Yeah, both of you <laughs> had terrible bachelor parties. <laughs> When I was, uh, when I was 15, I rode my bike down there and that's where I got my first job. So I was a, uh, so I worked at that grocery store and then, uh, I left there and I went up to Fernwood rest in peace because I know that oh, part yeah. of that burned down and I worked at Fernwood for, uh, for several years. And, uh, and then I left, we went to, I went to college when I came back, I went back to Fernwood and then I kind of. You know, I, I guess I would say I worked there full time because I put in that many hours. But uh, but I went back up there and while I was working, while I was at uh, Northampton, I was working almost like a full time job up there. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that adult you would say to teenage you? Say that one more time. I, like I if, there, if you could go back and you could find Mike Cromie sophomore year sitting in chemistry class, is there anything you yeah. would tell him? Like... 
And I know you've been very practical your whole <laughs> life. So you probably just say, stay on track. You're doing it perfect. But <laughs> is, there, is there something you could think of, like a little nugget of wisdom you would give yourself? Not really. Nice. No, I, I, I really, I, I don't think that there would be anything that specifically I would go back and, you know, there are experiences I wish I could have had, you know, like, you know, growing up and uh, participating in that, in that Turkey Day game, like that had a lot of meaning to me, you know, to lose that our senior year. You know, I, I was really upset by that. I thought that really, I thought adults took, took that enjoyment and that tradition away from the community and away from the kids in an unfair way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that anybody, and I, and I was too young to actually like go, you know, read the papers and things, but uh, you know, I felt like nobody stuck up for that tradition. So to see that die, um, you know, really upset me, but I, you know, like, so that's why I say like in terms of experiences, I wish there was some other experiences I could have had when I was younger. Um, but, uh, but now I, I, you know, if I had to go back and, uh, talk to myself when I was a sophomore, junior, I don't think I'd have any regrets. Yeah. That's great. That's the way to live. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so good. Um, Speaking with the turkey game, I have one more note that I made about you before we started. Did you do you have a, a stepbrother or a little brother? Yeah, I actually okay. have two. Okay, I remember him. It was amazing because it was the first time I ever felt like somebody we had fans. Like he was so into us at football. Like because he come to all the games, I guess. Yeah, and I remember he he asked for my autograph at one point. <laughs> that's right and i was yeah, like i oh. remember that yeah i was like a seat and i was like this is so cool it's a little kid <laughs> <laughs> that makes you feel like a million bucks man. oh it was great <laughs> he was so excited too uh do you have any more jay i, I think that's pretty much it i mean I, god i mean what some great stuff though mike even a really cool life um and it's just so noble i'm like proud of you <laughs> nothing to do <laughs> thanks <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. Is there anything you got, Joe, or is uh, we're going to wrap it up? Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, this is this has been a great conversation, and it's been great catching up with you, Mike. Really. Yeah. Same here. I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, oh, if anybody wants to uh, write into us, we we have a, a, an email address specific to the show. If you want to get on it, or you have some ideas, or you just anything you want, you want to say hi. It's uh, crimsonsheen at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to reach out, we'd love to hear from you. Mike, do you Mike, do you know the uh, the the reference Crimson Sheen? Uh, no, but I wanted to ask that before we signed off. Is it oh, Mr. Strasburg come from? Mr. Strasburg does not know Crimson Sheen. I am very surprised at that. <laughs> wow. Well, I I Crimson is like our school color. So right? let me let me just throw this out at you. When the first first faint flush of dawn is seen, oh god! Calmly still, calmly still. <laughs> That's uh, the next line. Yeah, I don't know. Bathed in gleaming gold and crimson sheen. Bathed in gleaming gold and crimson sheen <laughs> <laughs> is our high school on the hill. <laughs> uh, that's really that's where that comes from it's a poignant it's a poignant moment in that song yeah yeah uh thanks so much mike this has been great uh yeah, sure. loved catching up and uh you know 
Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to follow you on social media too, but <laughs> I know that I'm not going to get much information there, but uh, it's just, you got to say hi to your mom, your dad, and, uh, and tell them, uh, you know, uh, that I said hi. And uh, uh, they'll, so be, uh, they'll be very excited to know that, you know, I, I spent the evening with the two of you and we caught up on a, a lot of uh, old memories. That's, that's for sure. I, yeah. I just, I, know what they're gonna oh how are they doing you know all that all that stuff is it, definitely going to uh to be enjoyed by our family cool. that's for sure all right so we'll wrap it up thank you mike uh this has been really fun and uh hopefully you guys will tune into the next episode of crimson sheen see you later